Welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out-of-this-world conversations with extraordinary people. And today, I'm really excited to have award-winning musician, sound healing therapist, Lynn Stukart on, and I'll bring her on in a moment. But first, I just want to give a couple of announcements. So if you are watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel. If you're here on Facebook, we'd love to see comments. Same with YouTube, and we're happy to answer anything. And if you happen to be listening on the podcast, thank you very much. Um, other announcement is that my newest Oracle deck, Connection to the Cosmos Oracle deck, is available for purchase, 44 cards with the aid booklet. And I have a special card for today that we're, we'll talk about later in honor of our guests. And then my new book, Connection to the Cosmos, Remembering Your Galactic Heritage and Embracing Your Oneness, is now available for pre-order if you are watching this before August 30th. But August 30th is official launch date where you can go to Amazon. Or if you want an author signed copy, you can go to my website, mysticmanta.com in the shop or drlisajthompson.com. And I have decided to postpone the Galactic Retreat to 2023, so stay tuned for the upcoming dates for that. And if you're visiting Hawaii on the Big Island, come see me on one of my Big Island UFO tours. You will not be disappointed. Okay, so I'm now going to bring Lynn on the screen. Hi, Lynn. Hello. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Yeah, so great. To, I'm going to just tell people about you. Um, okay. So Lynn Stuckart is an award-winning musician, sound healing therapist, and sound bath practitioner, educator, and coach who blends a classical music career with transformational sound healing, breath work, and sound meditation. She helps people overcome stress and overwhelm so they can return to clarity and wellness in mind, body, and spirit. As a sound healing therapist, Lynn's mission is sharing the many health benefits and healing capabilities of sound. She's passionate in guiding people to find clarity, reach their goals, and fulfill their dreams. She provides sound healing therapy services, aka sound baths, with individual and group sessions, including workshops, retreats, and corporate events, in person and virtually around the globe. Lynn helps empower people who need support in finding fulfilling opportunities and to make measurable changes in life for more joy and happiness. The journey through life is so much easier when you have a mentor coach walking alongside you, for sure, sharing best practices and cheering you on. Thank you, Lynn. You are, I can't wait to get into our conversation because this is our first time meeting each other. And I just, I'm recently myself became certified in sound healing. And so, you know, I'm a, I'm a newbie at this, but I just love, um, I love going to sound baths and I love the healing factors. So I can't wait to get into that. But first, what I, what I want to ask you is um, what, what kind of household did you originally grow up in, like in terms of spirituality, religion? Okay. And then, and then we'll get into how you got into this work. Awesome. Um, so we, we went to church. Um, we were raised um, Methodist, so pretty what I always call kind of vanilla, nothing too crazy. Um, and, and believers, for sure. 
I think when you're younger, um, I would say that church for me was like, I felt like I was kind of being, mom's listening, but kind of felt like I was being drugged to church. And then eventually when you get to make that choice for yourself, then you're, there's different reasons you reach Mm -hmm. out, right? That you you go and the spirituality side. So, um, and I think too, it's sometimes when Mm -hmm. we're at our lowest points, we sometimes question or when you see things happening in the world that aren't fair or are unjust, you go, what, what, you know, you start kind of questioning that, but all along, um, I've, I've been a believer in a higher power for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the work that you do, so, um, music that has been a part of your life, most of your life, right? Yes. How did you get into music? Okay, awesome. Um, So I come from a a fairly musical family. My mom and dad both played musical instruments, and my grandmother worked at a music store. And so I started playing the flute when I was nine and kind of went through the traditional route of being in band. And um, by the time I got to high school, I was incredibly serious about pursuing a music career. wasn't sure exactly if it was going to be, you know, um, in performance, but... Mm-hmm. and toyed with that. I've always had a lot of interest, so I got an uh, undergrad degree in uh, music and then also in business, um, which has served me very well. And then I went on to get my master's in music performance and music history. And so I kind of started following the path of a professional musician of playing in symphonies and teaching at colleges and universities. And so, um, you know, it's always been a, a part of my life. And I remember being younger and grabbing a banana and (laughs) singing, you know, in the shower and all the crazy things that we do when we're little. Um, So I've always, you know, music's always been a really important part of my life. Okay. And so when you were younger, you probably weren't, were you exposed to sound healing or was it, you know, being in this musical family, was that a thing or was that a later life thing? That was definitely a later life thing. So you know, I think it's the power of music that we talk about, which, of course, the power of sound is doing something similar, but in a little bit more targeted way. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we'd go to concerts and whether it was the symphony or um, uh, musical theater. And I always remember being really moved by any type of music, um, maybe not rap. But, you know, when I was really little, that really wasn't a thing quite yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was you know, mom and dad were both very supportive of the arts, um, would take us, you know, dad was always like, let's go to a musical and let's go to Chicago. And, you know, all these exposing us to these really great opportunities to experience life, what I call kind of in technicolor, um, where, you know, I have a lot of students who have never gone to see a major musical. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were exposed to a lot of that, which was really wonderful. But as, as far as sound healing in the practice, no, that was something that I, kind of stumbled upon um i mean i knew of it of course being a professional musician but um in the classical music world there's kind of a you know it's all about playing fast and beautiful and symphonies and these gigantic works and for for a lot of it it's very very competitive so the mindset is very competitive and um, hypercritical of ourselves and it can tend to be really overwhelming so yeah, it was later in life that I discovered, or I shouldn't say later in life, but um, later in my career that I discovered sound healing. Okay, well, so I would love to hear the story of how that transition happened or what what was the catalyst? What was the catalyst? So the catalyst is a good one and I'll make this as brief as I can. So 
Oh, we have plenty of time. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I'm in this, you know, this classical music world. I'm teaching. I'm, you know, doing a lot of different jobs and working, you know, working a lot of hours. And of course, there's a, a mindset in some professions that, you know, it's the the artist, you know, the poverty mindset of, you know, you have to be. Mm-hmm. If you're making a lot of money in this, you must be doing something wrong, or you're gouging people, right? And so you're wearing a lot of hats. And I was, I knew deep in my in my being that something wasn't aligning. Like I was unhappy and unfulfilled in that profession, not because of the people, but because it just wasn't filling my soul. And of course I'd done it a long time. And then my dad passed away six years ago. And, you know, I think when you lose a parent, you, you start to kind of question, who am I, where am I from? Um, you know, you start, you just start to really think. And I, for a little while I was really having this kind of identity, like, who am I, what am I doing? And, my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and was given just a few months to live. Okay. Um, and he lived for three years. For wow. three years. And, you know, at the first time he was diagnosed, it was like, okay, they sold a car. They, you know, they were making funeral plans. And here we are three years later and he was mm-hmm. still alive. And the warrior spirit that he demonstrated, and I always knew he had a incredible integrity um, and this warrior spirit was like, this isn't going to take me down. And to me, this is where our minds are so incredibly powerful and that we're, so we get so limited on what maybe somebody says or what we can only see. And so after he passed, I kept having this, you know, I was really having this kind of identity crisis and I was trying to think, what am I supposed to do with my life? And, but I kept pushing, right. I kept pushing through with what I, you know, well, this is what I was trained to do. And a friend said to me, um, well, why don't you look into sound healing? You know, you'd be really good at that. I mean, you already understand music and you could go and learn and those kind of things. And I was like, yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. And then, um, so I'm still kind of marching on in life and thinking about it. And then we were in Mexico. Um, this was three years ago. And my, while we were on this trip in Mexico, I fell and I broke my left hand. Oh. And this was really bad. It was not a good injury at all. I mean, it basically ripped the top ligament in my thumb. Um, I broke um, my thumb. You know, the joint just basically exploded. My left, you know, it was just, it was really bad. And I knew when I fell, it was like I was having this out-of-body experience. And, you know, the, they say that the universe will whisper to you. Yeah. And then the whispers become shouts and then eventually become roars. And yeah. I could totally hear this as a roar. It was like, if you're, you know, you know, you could go down a different path or you could maybe choose differently. Mm-hmm. And here it was like, well, and, but I had no idea what this was going to do. So I get back to the United States. It was like halfway through our trip. I have surgery and that's what started the journey of intense pain, recovery, nine months. And then the, the, the really hard part is that um, in the classical music world, there's about 90% of musicians become injured because of the stress and the constant practicing. And there isn't a whole lot of empathy for one another. It's kind of like, oh, you're injured. Oh yeah. Like it's just like a given. Mm -hmm. And so as people were finding out that I was injured and I had to cancel a lot of gigs at that time, I would get like, oh, well that's too bad. I heard you're never going to play again. And you know, this is some stuff that (laughs) it's really painful to hear. It's not very supportive. And it really shook me to my core. And it was once again, the universe, like, maybe this isn't where you should be. <laughs> wink, <Yeah>. wink. <laughs> 
So, um, and then as I get out of that recovery, I di- I'm diagnosed with a serious autoimmune condition. And it's like life-threatening autoimmune condition. It's one of those things, again, where if you don't listen to your body and you're not in alignment and you're not doing, like, self-care and self-love, it will eventually get trapped in the body. And, you know, there's a few days where you're thinking, okay, this could be it. Like, how long can I live with this? And Mm -hmm. then I could hear my dad speaking to me like he was in the room, like, girl, you watched me. Now it's your turn. You know, like, you you can turn this around. Um, and so once again, at this time I'm, you know, I'm learning sound healing and I decided to become certified and really do a deep dive because I'm, I'm a scientific woo and I love to learn all the things. Okay. And Same with me. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, so the scientific woo. So we're, you know, I, I go into this deep dive and how I explain this when I started learning about sound healing is one, I had no idea what it was going to uncover in, in my persona as a human being and then what the doors of opportunity that were going to happen when I started expanding my consciousness. Um, because as you go into sound healing, you know, you're altering some of your brainwave states. So as you go into certain brainwave states, um, you know, you could, you, not necessarily psychedelics, but you're definitely in this theta state, dreamlike state where you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're, um, and so it's kind of like you're opening down this corridor and all these doors keep opening. <laughs> And each door has got something more marvelous behind it. And you're so excited for the other doors to open. Like, what what could be behind this door when I discover gongs? And what could be behind this door when I discover crystal bowls? And mm-hmm. uh, it's so funny that the things that we sometimes push away are the very things that we need the most. <laughs> so, um, but it really was like oh, this is kind of where I belong. And what's beautiful about it is because I already understand sound so deeply anyway that I'm able to marry my, my, my classical career with what I've done in the past. But what I find is, is this is a whole different level of bringing people together, whether it's one-on-one or in groups. Mm-hmm. And the whole it's all about intention and then the frequencies. And then with freq- and you might know this from Jonathan Goldman, he talks about frequency plus intention equals healing. And we're basically self-healers. Yeah. So as I got farther and farther into sound healing, what I found it, it found that my autoimmune condition started to not really be an issue anymore. Um, I still have little flare-ups, like if I get stressed about something, or but it's almost like it doesn't exist. And if I could go back before when I was first diagnosed, thinking I would only live a couple years with this, and mm-hmm. now I go, nope, that's not going to take me down. Um, yeah. And I can almost, so what's really interesting is since I've opened up my consciousness to all of this is that I've been able to connect with spirit guides and my, and angels and like my spirit team. And I know that sounds super woo for the people who might know me. (laughs) Well, not for my audience though. (laughs) No, not for your audience, right? Exactly. Um, And it's really beautiful because what's happened is I've been able to connect with my dad many times Mm -hmm. and it's, it's not imagination. It is, you know, we are energy. Everything in our universe is energy from our thoughts, our feelings, our planets, our cosmos, you know, you know, it's all, it's all connected. And the problem is, is in traditional society, we're so caught up on what we see, you know, the materialism, or I have to see this and when we limit our thought processes, I think we're missing out on some really amazing things. I agree. And, um, and, and you, you know this because you're in this field. And 
you may have seen, I, I just have to share this because I'm feeling, I'm called to say this, but the James Webb telescope and all these pictures came yeah. out about a month ago and you know, it's going farther than the Hubble telescope went mm -hmm. and the images are cleaner and you'll hear the naysayers say, oh, that's all CGI. It's like, oh, who sits around and does that? You know, so it's, it's like, what? <laughs> and you see these images and you think there's billions of galaxies and it's really hard to wrap your mind around. And here we are thinking that, you know, we're the center of our little universe. You know, we're the only living species, right? Wink, wink in our galaxy. Wink, wink. Uh -huh. um, and it's really, it's. Once again, it's like when you start having these experiences, you think, well, yes, of course, of course it would be that way. Um, whether you're, you know, um, connecting spirit guides or past loved ones. And um, yeah, so it's, it's really beautiful. And that the sound is a, is a catalyst to bring you to that. And even if you don't feel like you need healing, um, a lot of times in this woo-woo word of healing, it's, it's basically bringing your body back into balance, your mind, body, spirit yeah. back into balance. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no real magic other than the sound doing what it needs to do and your body absorbing what it needs to absorb. So can you, I guess, from a perhaps scientific perspective or from your understanding how those sound vibrations, how they work on the body? So essentially, whenever you're playing musical instruments is that the first thing that's happening in, in my training is you're setting this intention you're coming together and you're setting an attention. So whether it's, I just want to feel more relaxed and less stressed, mm -hmm. or I have something deeper that I, you know, can be anything from more surface of, I want to chill out to something much deeper, you know, maybe it's an autoimmune condition or, you know, and I get contacted all the time by people who are caregivers who are stressed out, taking care of sick relatives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it, go, it runs the gamut. Um, is that as you listen to the sound, you become very present. All you have to do is listen. You know, there's no work. So people will say, well, I'm not good at meditation. You don't have to try to be good at meditation. So the sound takes you into the present and mm -hmm. you just kind of focus in on the sound. You let your mind do what it wants to do. And then what happens is it starts to alter the brain waves because it's putting you into like a, um, a hypnotic kind of state without going into like, you know, someone's not hypnotizing you. The sound is going to bring you into that. And as you go deeper and deeper into those levels of brainwave alters, you know, that the sound is also affecting you at a cellular level. So there's mm -hmm. sounds that, for instance, like some of the low level gongs, um, you hear a certain level of frequencies and then there's other frequencies you can't hear that are higher and lower right? because our ears just can't perceive those and those are also being absorbed by the body so it's affecting you at a cellular level so it's mm -hmm. basically like a, a body massage at a cellular level that's gonna bring you into this incredibly relaxed um, state and then that's where as you go into that state your body's allowed to reset and start balancing itself right um, mm -hmm. sometimes we talk about the chakras um, or yeah. the energy centers and um, Western society is really caught up in the seven. And of course, I think there's over a hundred. Um, so, you know, you can think about those chakras being balanced as well Is that it, your body is going to know what it needs, but it also is very, very helpful to have an intention to, um, you know, whether I have clients who will say, I can't sleep. Um, I can't sleep at night. So it's an insomnia mm -hmm. issue. So we talk about insomnia, but it also comes way back, you know, and they'll usually share with me that it's something deeper than that. Yeah. There's a reason why they can't sleep. Um, so it's, it's really beautiful because it, it, 
you can take as much as you need from it at a surface level. And then there's a deep dive there too. Okay. I love that. And so again, so I just recently got some bowls. So I have seven, the seven chakra bowls. Awesome. And I also have a 528 Hertz bowl, crystal yes. bowl. Um, I have my crystal pyramid, my crystal Merkaba. I've got the Tusa bells and my huge drum so far. I have not, I want a gong. I don't know what kind of ice, so maybe you can help me later with that. Absolutely. Congratulations <laughs> too. And I have a couple of, um, of the Tibetan singing bowls as well. So is there really like in the training that I had, oh, and I have some tuning forks too, the Sulfagio tuning forks. Okay. okay. So tell us about those different instruments and maybe like, do they actually work to like, if I'm using the root chakra bowl, is that really helping to balance the root chakra? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of talk about um, you know the 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 different bowls and the different frequencies and mm-hmm. I believe that the, the and this is something that you know is it gets kind of in that woo zone and you've heard of like four forty a four forty versus a four thirty two right I have and, the four thirty two okay so <laughs> if you go to four thirty two it's basically based on sacred geometry right and the f- sulfatio frequencies and the schumann resonances and all that kind of thing and then the four forty is based on like modern tuning okay um I personally believe that both of them are effective mm-hmm. um there's some that believe one or the other in our training it was neither was right or wrong they are they just are right yeah. that they're that there that when we get caught up in this perfectionism of sound so for instance if if we go back to eight so what i love about this profession or this practice i should say is that it goes back to ancient cultures and of right. course you you know in the cosmos work that you do is that i really do feel that ancient cultures were in contact with other living beings in the in the cosmos i know that yeah. made me sound super woo but for you it's like this, it, the, uni- the universe is too big, right, to think right. that we're the only ones. Yes. And for them to have accomplished what they accomplished that many years ago, mm-hmm. they had to have had some other type of engineering or science or some tor- advanced being, right, if we're talking yeah. about that. So sound healing goes all the way back to ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, mm-hmm. ancient India, ancient China. There's other cultures, too. And so if we think about ancient India, for instance, so you've asked me about the bowls. So here are these you know, wonderful families that are making these beautiful bowls all by hand. It's extremely painstaking, right? It's dangerous mm-hmm. too. They can burn themselves and it's dirty work. It's not, you know, it's not lovely like modern technology. And they weren't really caught up in like, what's the frequency of this bowl? <laughs> you know, what's it going to be? They would just make the bowl and then they would tune it to itself so it would really resonate. Mm-hmm. Um, so modern world wants specific pitches. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that's right or wrong for sure. Um, so if we talk about the root chakra, we usually talk about like a C, right? So we talk about um, like a, the, the notes of the alphabet, yeah. right? So we go with C and then we go to D, E and up there. But what's to say that somebody doesn't have a C bowl, they can do from their lowest bowl. So our root chakra really likes to be balanced in like a, a C pitch. Um, but if, what if you didn't have a C pitch, you could still use other bowls, um, that, you know, I think it's, I don't think there's right or wrong. Um, but the lower frequencies in the lower chakra are always going to be a little bit better of a match. 
um, because it is the root. Think about the root of the tree, the lower frequencies. But um, I do have a chakra set, um, and I usually will run them up just like that too because that's kind of what people kind of expect. As far as like what to use, I think what's really beautiful is I have this this newest member of my family. I don't know if you can see her. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, I got this from a store in Chicago, and it's called the Buddha Bowl. Let's see, it's really beautiful. Oh, beautiful, yeah. And you're thinking like, and I've got a bunch of bowls that are from, um, I've got an ancient one that's, I don't know, like 400 years old, and so and they're all in the other room. But I get this little bowl, and I'm like, you know, it's cute. You know, I was supporting the yeah. store and I, I, I wanted to check it out. And this thing is magic. <laughs> and I don't know if you'll be able to hear it very well over, you know, um, StreamYard, but there's something about this frequency. And I think if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's a C sharp. Um, okay. And, you know, if you don't have a tuner, just think about how these, it's all about altering the brainwave states, right? Getting us into like sound meditation, pulling mm -hmm. us down, letting us relax. That relaxation then elicits the, 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 the healing process, right? Where we get to reset and our cells get to rejuvenate. And let me just try that. You can hear this. Okay. Yeah. No, that wasn't too loud on this end. So there have been many times since I've had this bowl about a week that I'll, I'll be working on something and I'm typing up a document or something and I'm like, ah, you know, you get a little stressed out and I'll just yeah. go grab this bowl and I will hit just this one pitch and I will hit it over and over again. And then what mm -hmm. I find is I intuitively will start to sing and I'm not even aware of like what I'm like, I know I'm singing yeah. But it's almost like it's just happening. And I, mm -hmm. of course, this comes from my training, but I think other people will talk about this too, is that when you start to settle and be present in the moment, you don't overthink. And then things like your intuition and the busyness of the lizard brain isn't going. And so mm -hmm. then you get to settle down and then you get to hear yeah. what's also happening, right? Your intuition and maybe your guides. And yeah. the first time I had a visit from my guide was... No, it's been at least two years, and I used to think this stuff was kind of woo. I mean, like not, not one woo, but two woos. Uh -huh. and, and, now, and now I know it's woo-woo, true-true. Like, I totally get it. <laughs> I love that. And I was doing this meditation, and it was about connecting with spirit guides. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I hear a voice, and it's not craziness. Like, I'm not crazy. I don't mm -hmm. need medication. And it says, hello, Lynn, this is Charles. And it was like someone is in the room and I kind of, you know, I'm still, and I, it, I was truly in like a meditative state. It only maybe took me 10 minutes to get there. It's not like it takes forever. My brain is still doing what it needs to do. Um, and since then I, there's this wonderful psychic that I, um, cont I work with and, um, she's on the goop list with Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. I can't say that. Okay. And this woman is absolutely, you know, you've probably heard of Tyler Kenny and there's all these yeah. different mediums that, you know, connect. And this woman is magic, total magic. And she said to me, she knows very little about me at all, just my name. And she said, oh yes, one of your spirit guides, his name is Charles. And like, where does she come up with his name? So um, for people who are non-believers, which is probably mm -hmm. not your audience, but maybe some of mine that are watching is that yeah. 
the, the possibilities of connecting. So for me, it's when, when I call in my spirit team, which is my dad, which is my recently passed mentor, my grandfather, my grandmother, when I call on them, there's this peace that you know these people are still with you in spirit, in energy, mm-hmm. that is very comforting when our world is full of some chaos, right? You know, yeah. we turn on the news and that's all, you you know, <laughs> that right there right. is like, you know, it's very overwhelming. Yeah. And we can go it alone, but we're not meant to go it alone. And so being able to connect with these spirit guides, these other energies is to me, it, it makes my life more, it makes it more exciting. Mm-hmm. It makes me more calm. Um, and it's not like they come in every day, right? There's some days you're just super busy. Yeah. And, I, and I do know that people who call on their spirit guides every day. And and when I first used to hear about this, I used to think, these people are smoking something. Like, they're, <laughs> they're just not right. And, and what once again, it's the modern world where we want to see it but in order mm-hmm. to believe it. And that people that are talking about this stuff might be out in the woo-woo zone. And um, for people who have passed in your life, that it can be very painful to say goodbye, but you're really not saying goodbye. You just can no longer see them, right? Right. Uh, Yeah. Unless you're dreaming or whatever it might be. Um, And that, for me, when I started connecting with my dad after his passing, Mm -hmm. my pain and my grief almost disappeared. Because you you know yeah. they're there. Like at any time, like last night I was ringing this bowl and I said, hello, dad, and just called him in. And yeah. did we have a conversation? Not really, but I knew he was there. Yeah. You know, and he does really crazy things in the house sometimes too. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, it, um, so going back to answering the questions, um, some people will only own a couple crystal bowls mm-hmm. some pe- and maybe some chimes. Um, you do not have to be a certified sound healer to be to play and and there's lots of people who do sound healing for themselves. They might do it for friends. They may not have gone through formal training. That doesn't necessarily mean it's any less valuable. Um, I used to think gongs would be like, Ooh, right. (laughs) Because in band and orchestra, there'd always be somebody in the back who would just hit this thing that would like make your head feel like it was going to explode. And what I have found in my own gong work, it's where I am able to hit a meditative state much quicker. Um, mm. I have this amazing gong. I, you can't see it right now. This one here is from um, Nepal. Okay. And if you can kind of see it over my shoulder. Yeah. This was completely hand etched. Um, and in the room where I bought it, there were, I think, 10 more similar size. And the energies of these gongs being made by different artisans, you can feel them. There's some you pick up and you play and they're all slightly different pitches and you can feel the energy from that gong. Maybe who made it, maybe mm-hmm. their intention when they made it. And this one just really felt like the one that needed to come home. Okay. It spoke to you. <laughs> it spoke to me. And then I have a, a beautiful um, uh, planetary gong that's in the other room that um, is called Saturn. And, you know, they are named after different planets and they're different sounds. And for me, it's like, go with what resonates literally with you and how it makes you feel mm-hmm. is a great way. Like, how does this make you feel when you play it? If it hurts your ears, that doesn't mean it will hurt anybody else's ears. But if it resonates well with you and it makes you feel more calm and it brings you into that moment, then that's it's going to speak to you. Yeah. And what I have found with the gong work 
is that most people who come into my world and you know, do sound healing and sound baths, they all talk about the gongs. Lynn, when you play the gongs, it's magic. Lynn, the gongs, it's always about the gongs. And I really thought they would be the last thing I'd want to play. And now they're the first thing I play, besides okay. my cute little guy. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're just so powerful. And there are people who only do gong baths. Um, yeah. They don't own any other instruments, really. They, they just do gong baths. And so what I love about it is there is no wrong that there's so many possibilities with crystal bowls and the alchemy bowls, which are the ones that are infused with different crystals and minerals. And, um, you know, those are really beautiful too. And the crystal pyramids and, um, they all have a purpose and Mm -hmm. you can use them like to create your own symphony, right? Like you can, and sometimes there's some I use and some I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're all just meant to bring us into the present help us to center come back to balance we go into theta hopefully theta state is where you know your imagination and you start to kind of zen out and if i hadn't done this work with other people because when i was training we would practice on each other okay and um one of my experiences was somebody was ringing crystal bowls i believe and um I had closed my eyes and of course it was dark in the room and she's playing the crystal bowls and you're analyzing, you know, like what's she doing? And, um, and of course I shouldn't be thinking that, but I was, you know, I was curious, like what's she doing behind me? And all of a sudden it felt like I had bright white light. But, and I, so I opened my eyes and I'm like, wait a minute, are my eyes open? And so when you're hearing these different sounds and they start to bring you back to the present and you start to meditate a little bit, remember you don't have to try, it just happens. Mm -hmm that you're you're gonna see you might see colors you might see people you might start to imagine things um and it's you know it's all good um most people don't meditate because they're thinking they're doing it wrong you know and they can't quiet their mind your mind is almost impossible to quiet unless you're a monk right (laughs) um that it's normal to have all these kind of thoughts going all day long right you know oh what am i eating for dinner but when you're in a sound bath you stop thinking about the things that are the worry, right? The anxiety mm-hmm. or what am I going to eat or what happened yesterday or who was mean to me? It's all about like um, being in the moment and being in the present and you, you, your body gets just to relax and to chill. It's, it's really beautiful. It's mind blowing. It's um, yeah. my husband the other day. If somebody had said this to me before my dad died that I would be a sound healer, I would have been like, you are crazy. You're crazy. That's a no. I'm a professional musician. I play in a symphony and this is what I do. And I teach and I do all these things. And, um, and I have had some people who are, who are just like, not, they're like, so now you're a sound healer. You're not a musician. Like, nope, I'm both. Right. (laughs) You know, we can, Mm -hmm. we can be, and I'm a sound healer and I'm a professional musician. Right. I mean, I'm a human being. And, yeah. Right. I'm a um, scientist and I'm a woo woo. <laughs> you're a scientific woo. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's, it, what I love is it's saying to people, you don't have to be, we love to put labels on things, right? Cause it helps right. us with our ego make sense of the world. But the problem with the labels is, is they're, they're not healthy for us. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it sticks us in this little box. And what I love now, and it's so funny because when you mentioned earlier, I, I knew you were from Hawaii, but I could kind of forgotten. I was like, wouldn't this be amazing if I came to Hawaii and we did a sound bath retreat? <laughs> like, wouldn't be, that be so cool? And in the classical world, it would be, you know, you wouldn't really be having these kind of conversations. You'd be like, well, when is there an opening in the symphony? Right. Right. Like, right. right. Um, it's a different type of conversation. And for me, it's 
the, the connections I'm making with people mm-hmm. is really beautiful and it's giving me hope for humanity <laughs> when sometimes you turn on the news and you're like, what's going on? And yeah. I just don't turn the news on and I don't let my husband tell me what's going on (laughs) for the most part. Exactly. So um, it's really beautiful. And the people that I've met, they're very warm and welcoming. Um, Mm -hmm. I had somebody say to me yesterday in a, in a group I'm in, it's like a 60 day meditation challenge. And she said, well, I really want to get into sound healing, but it's really intimidating with you in the group. And I was like, Oh, sweetheart. No, no. Like I'll help you. Like ask me questions. Like, don't be intimidated because this world is open for everyone. Um, there's no seat at the, you know, everybody's got a seat at the table because yeah. sound is everywhere in the, everywhere in our cosmos, there's sound. We are sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's really beautiful because it really opens up possibilities. I appreciate you saying that because, you know, coming from mainstream science, that was highly competitive too, because, you know, mm-hmm. if there's a position open at the university, there's one position that everyone is like trying to get. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so this world now that I've created, it's more about like collaboration. It's a beautiful thing yes. um, rather than competition. And there's room for everyone and everything. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so I, I appreciate you saying that because I, I hear a lot in academia that it's the competition. It's, you know, it's all the things, right. And, yeah people don't understand how competitive that world is. Um, Mm -hmm. And it starts, you you become more and more away from who you are as a human being and your creativity and your intuition. And when we are stressed, we don't create well. Um, When we're stressed, we are all of the things that we're born with innately, like our creativity and our intuition and our connection to, you know, the spirit world, Mm -hmm. they, they're limited because we're in fright and flight, fright or flight all the time. And, that I, that's something I realized in my training is how uh, that was a normal way of being is being in fright or flight all the time, mm-hmm. like being nervous all the time because you have an audition coming up and you're doing this and you're doing that. And then when you surrender and say, what would happen if I just didn't think about that? <laughs> you have choices. <laughs> well, I wish I knew about this in grad school. So I went to University right. of Chicago, okay. highly competitive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, it, right. I'm it's stressed out for yes. five years. Yeah. yeah, and then you you live in that chronic state, and then because mm-hmm. um, so a couple of months ago I was in the documentary, um, the quantum field. I think that's where you and I met. Um, oh, the yeah, uh, Melissa Binkley's. Yes, yes, um, yes. And um, the 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 oh, I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank right here on uh, Streamyard. So um, you you when you're in this fright or flight all the time, you, mm-hmm. it's so hard to be creative. And they say, I think it's Bruce Lipton. Dr. Bruce Lipton says now that like 90% or more of disease is caused by chronic stress. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I went to the doctor yesterday and she's like, so what pills would you like today? And I was like, I don't really want any pills. I, I yeah. just came here to like, you know, like, <laughs> Um, and, and really she would have given me anything I wanted. And the problem is, is that when, as we're, we're relying on medication, mm-hmm. if we can tip that, if we take the medication and we replace it with meditation where we're just becoming present, becoming still, and we lower that stress response, many of these things would not be problems in current society. Um, yeah. and people will say that's a woo and it's not woo. It's fact. It um, is. 
because I've gone into this world of being in Zen and being in the moment and being stressed out. And of course I'm human. I, I tip over. I mean, I have moments where I'm like, Oh, you know, we come on glued or whatever it might be. And, and I go right to my gong. It's like, okay, sweetheart, <laughs> sweetie, let's just chill for, you know, I'll sit in front of my gong and play my gong. And it's, um, it, that's one of the reasons why my autoimmune condition is so under control. Like mm-hmm. I almost forget I have it. Um, and I, I don't even like to put a label on it, but I like to share that with people because now autoimmune conditions are so high. You know, they're so they much, are. And I, yeah. and I, you know, I, so it's not to say that we can treat these things, but we can certainly improve our health mm-hmm. by lowering our stress response. And what a beautiful way to be able just to go relax. You don't have to think and you yeah. just get bathed with sound and your body's going to take what it needs and you're going to improve your health, mm-hmm. mind, body, spirit. And like, to me, that's kind of a no brainer. It's like a yeah. sonic massage, right? Right. Right. So, okay. So when I got my bowls, I was mm-hmm. playing and I could feel like when I go to sound baths, I can feel my vibration changing and raising. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it is such a beautiful experience to be immersed in it. But even the playing of it, like I could feel mm-hmm. the energy coming through and my animals, I didn't, I thought, I thought that they were going to be like freaking out and my dog was going to be howling and he was just mesmerized. Yes. Right. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Um, I'm so glad you brought up the animal stuff. Um, so I, I regularly will do live streams on my Facebook page, um, with sound healing. Um, and usually there's a theme or something that's happening in the world or, um, and, my husband, if he's home, he will take our three cats and dog and kind of go down the hallway and they literally will fall asleep. He said, I've never seen the dog like lay there. So it's, it's affecting them too. Mm -hmm. And you would think that they would be, you know, howling or something would really bother them. And I can play these bowls and gongs all the time and not one of them. In fact, the big gong, there's a picture on my Facebook page of the gong with my cat. And when I first brought the gong into the house, he would sleep under it. He knew that this thing was like, he could tell that it was, um, and he just stares at it. It's like, mm-hmm. mom, play that. Yeah, cats are magical. They're aliens. So yes, yeah, they, they are. Yes, yes. Of course, Agent Egypt and thinking they were, you know, from another plane. Um, yeah. But they don't, they, the cats are not bothered by them at all. Most of the time they're asleep. Um, mm-hmm. I do have one cat that will come near me. Um, but you're right. The, it, it is amazing how the sound and, and people will ask me a lot, how is this different than music? Um, they're very similar. So music is organized sound and sound in the sound healing world can be anything from playing one single solitary instrument to adding it and layering it. And the intention with sound healing in, in, in my opinion is that the intention is for you to reset and to heal. And to balance, um, I call this coming back to center a lot is that, you know, we, in our daily life, we're swinging up, we're swinging down, something good happens, something bad happens. And that we're always trying to come back to center. And you were talking about the vibrations and, you know, a lot of people after what we've been through with the, you know, we have to say mm-hmm. the word, um, you know, that, that low level rumbling of fear. And now we've got something else going on. And so these fear and shame and anger, they're all really low level vibrations. Yeah. And that low level vibration attracts other low level vibrations mm-hmm. and you might be into auras. And so one of the cool things that I 
have seen many times is that when you come from a heart space and you love yourself, and I don't mean this narcissistically, but self-love, self-care, like love yourself like you were a baby, Mm -hmm. like it's innocent, it's pure, it's beautiful. And you start to emanate this heart love of, of, you know, feeling true love for other people and yourself and the world that can be measured now. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about that that uh, measurement of the heart center can go out nine meters. Yeah. So your aura can expand that far out, nine meters or more. It can actually go through a whole room. And so this is where you see people who are very magnetic in a room, that mm-hmm. like the whole energy shifts in the room because of their, their vibration level. Mm-hmm. And um, then if you sit and you think, oh, yuck, you know, my life's horrible or whatever it might be, then your, your vibration is going to be lower and you know that's not a healthy vibration either so um you know and i think caring about what the other thing i I like to share this is that what i see and what i have experienced is that there is a lot of self-hate in our world there's like thinking that we're wrong and we're we're not pretty and that we're not thin enough and like all these labels once again like we're trying to be perfect or we're, we're not happy with our weight we're not happy with our skin color we're not happy with all these things and if we can go back to self-love, that is where things started to shift for me. When I went, oh, the reason why I've felt this way for so long is because I really didn't like myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was because you're, you know, when you're in these fields that are competitive, and a lot of people are, is that you're constantly comparing yourself, and then you're, if you don't get a job, mm-hmm. then you're, you're picking on yourself, and then you're comparing, and that, you know, comparisons the thief of joy, and. When you just go back to like, you are worthy and beautiful and wonderful just the way you are because God or a higher power has allowed you into this sphere, right? This, this plane, Mm -hmm. um, it starts to shift your mindset. And for me, that was where I started to really sense that things were shifting for me is, um, that now when I play and perform in these live concerts, I'm not nervous. Because yeah. I'm not thinking about a wrong note, and I just go, hmm, I meant it yeah. that way. Right. <laughs> or, exactly. or that's what what needed to come through, and it, yeah. I just pass through that note, and I don't sit there and overanalyze it. And I'll come away, and I'll be like, wow, that was really refreshing, and I feel amazing. And um, yeah, so it's really empowering. And um, so the the work is, you know, and it's awesome to know that you're you're in this field too. Is that it just opens up so many possibilities. It does. And I love, um, so my own experience is like, it, it does open up my mind more. It raises my vibration. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about a lot on here and in my writing is, you, you know, the higher vibe we are, that's what we're going to attract into our world. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up, I actually grew up with Dr. Joe Dispenza. He was my chiropractor when I was a teenager and in my 20s. <laughs> That's and awesome. we went to the same spiritual school, um, the Ramsey School of Enlightenment. And awesome. I've known him since 1986. Um, and Dr. Bruce Lipton, I, I knew about him um, because of Ramtha actually. Um, and when I was teaching college, teaching biology, I would teach his stuff on the side. And my students would be like, this isn't real. And I'm like, you wait 25 years and it'll be mainstream science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes. Anyway, so I just, I love, you know, all of the now science that is out there that used to be fringe is supporting Mm -hmm. the woo. 
the yes. science woo, right? The, it's measurable woo is that, yes. you know, it's not woo woo. It's true, true. Like there's, yeah. and, and if we go back to these ancient societies, like they mm -hmm. would have these dream chambers and you didn't see the level of disease with these people that you see in modern medicine, modern culture. Right because they would go into these dream chambers and music would be played and, you know, it was probably some sort of, a, you know, these ancient gongs or bowls or yeah. singing, humming mantras, whatever it might be. And because they were allowed to reset, they were healthier. Um, mm -hmm. And I say meditation is so much easier than medications. Like it's, oh. you change that one letter in the word For and boom, sure. you're, you know, it's so much different. And um, they say right now sound healing is about where yoga was 10 years ago, but the the proof of the sound healing has been around for centuries. And I, I guess it's, and you probably understand this too, the people who are ready and open to mm -hmm. this possibility is really where I feel like we sit, right? We're, yeah. we're trying to help others and, and, and in helping others, we help ourselves. And the people that are still like their door is closed and they're not ready to peek out yet, that's okay too. Like, but what if, I say this to students all the time, what if you open that door and something was behind it that would help you? Yeah. Instead of keeping the door shut, um, I had a student once say to me, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God. And I said, okay, that, that's fair. I can understand. Yeah. But what if, what if there is? What, what would that mean if you could open your thinking that would be possible for you that you that you know that your loved ones are on the other side and you know you talk to these psychics and um there's no doubt in my mind so this wonderful psychic that i've worked with um, my father-in-law had just passed away and i talked to her and she she doesn't know my extended family i don't even have the same last name and yeah. um, she said okay so i'm getting this person who's come through and he's recently passed and he says hello my name is arnie and that was my, here's my father-in-law yeah. <laughs> on the other side, recently passed, and then says, oh, I have so-and-so with me too. And when I told my husband, my husband looked at me like he'd seen a ghost. And I said, I mm -hmm. can't make this stuff up. She would have no way of knowing any of that. So I think there are people who have these skills and these abilities, but most of us have more skill and ability than we think we do. Yes. Yes. We do. We just need yeah. to be open and allow, and some of it can take practice. Absolutely. Like right? With anything, right? You become good at yeah. science or you become good at music because yeah. you've practiced it. And yes. You're, and you're right. And the, the more you do it, the more connected you become to not only your own intuition and your vibration mm -hmm. and, um, and to the, you know, um, it, it's, it's really fascinating. Um, yeah. So... It's helped me to let go of my former perfectionism because it's a practice, not a perfection. Yes. <laughs> so, now, that. back to the ancient cultures. So there is this theory about the pyramids that they were built through sound levitation, sound frequency levitation. Have you yes. heard that? I have. In fact, there used to be that special on um, one of the cable channels that would talk a lot about these the aliens that helped the egyptians yeah. build the pyramids and yes there were some um talk about because if you talk about the sacred geometry we kind of go mm -hmm. back to that and the constellations and then people will try to poo poo that idea and um yeah so it's absolutely i have heard of yeah. that okay i think the show you're probably ancient aliens i think that's what it was called yeah, yeah. i've seen every season every show <laughs> <laughs> 
I would love, I loved watching that. It was so good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, one, one thing I'm, I'm going to just share, which might be TMI for some of you out there, but, um, a couple nights ago, my husband was, he was wanting to like get a little frisky, play some adult games, but he wanted me to get a couple sound bowls out because he loves the, the vibration, the feeling. And so I just, I, I didn't want to bring like all the bowls into the bedroom. So I just picked two. So I picked the, um, the sacral for mm-hmm. that sexual energy. And I picked the healing one, the 528 Hertz, Mm -hmm. which is cellular DNA repair. Mm -hmm. And the energy that it created was so intense because Mm -hmm. what it did was it really did like fully open that chakra, that energy center, Mm -hmm. but it also just provided this super high vibe. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was like one of the most intense connections that we've had That's so i just i'm putting that out there for any of you that you know want to like enhance that part of your life yes absolutely. healing like get that get the the cells vibrating tingling and i and i've heard that before too i mean i've had other people share that as some, something similar obviously not the same thing but these so you're different the main seven chakras when you talk about the sacral if you go and if you're and i don't know if you're using like your d bowl um cd yeah 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 um that you know that's you know the sexual energy and as you play that vibration that that sound can help your body connect and energize mm-hmm. and of course you know um right. that that extra magic so yeah and i i mean i really felt the energy open up there um, yes. like, if, you know, I just did it as an experiment, like, huh, let's try this. It just what would happen? Me. <laughs> what would happen if, yeah, um, absolutely. So, anyway, absolutely. Just, again, wanted to throw that out there. Um, that. thank you for sharing that. <laughs> so one of the cards, cause th- this came up as part of the conversation earlier. So the card that I chose in honor of us having conversation today from my connection to the cosmos Oracle deck is actually Claire audience. Mm. And so I'm just going to read what the booklet says. So Claire audience moves through you in sound waves. It is clear hearing. It corresponds to hearing messages, music, or tones in your head that are not coming from your own mind. It is a perception of what is, what is thought to be inaudible to other people. Messages can come to you in your dream state through dream conversations as well. And so the practice with that throughout the day, notice any unusual messages that come through your hearing. You may hear your name when no one is calling it or other noises or words when nobody else is around. You may hear a high pitch ringing in your ear. That is not tinnitus. You may hear a certain song playing on the radio or someone speaking to you at random with the exact information you're looking for. These are clairaudient messages from spirit guides, past loved ones and other higher dimensional beings. In the affirmation, I have clear hearing. So earlier when you said that you're experiencing the sound vibration and then you heard mm-hmm. your dad, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. um, it, it, that's, yeah. that's very, yeah, you, yeah, there's a lot of serendipity right there, what you just shared. That's really beautiful. Um, it's interesting this morning, I just, and the, that's a beautiful card. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. Um, 
there's a lot of talk about, you know, the ego and Wayne Dyer, I was listening to a speech of his a couple days ago and he calls it the earth guide only ego and, you know, being stuck in this earth body and not thinking outside of ourselves in that until you've experienced something, even if somebody tells you something until Mm -hmm. you've actually done it, you won't know, you won't have that conscious contract of like, you know, you can, it's like giving somebody a fish and then telling them how to fish. Right. Um, and this is kind of how I think of sound healing is that until you, and this is a true of lots of things, right? The work you do and the work I do is that until you do it, you aren't going to know. Mm-hmm. And what if you tried it and it changed your life? What if it right. allowed you to live a better life? And I just know there's, for me there, I see, and before I went into sound healing, I lived in this fear state a lot. Like, how am I going to pay my bills and how am I going to have enough students and how am I going to do this? And oh, I've got, you know, a hundred students and blah, blah, go on and on and on. And now I don't really think about it anymore. I, I know that because my energy is higher, I'm attracting people that are in, are being attracted to that. And then Mm -hmm. the other ones are just, you know, they're not in that space and it's really beautiful. It, It changes your life. It really does. Yeah, it, it does. And okay. So if someone is like, wow, I got to get me, I got to get me some music. <laughs> I, I got to do some sound healing. You've been doing this a lot longer than I have. Again, I'm totally new at this. I've been experiencing it for the last five and a half years, but you know, new at playing. And mm-hmm. if someone wants to purchase one or two instruments, what would be your advice for them? So I think for me, there's a couple of things. It depends on like what your background might be. But for me, that probably some of the simpler things are these um, Tibetan bowls and making Mm -hmm. sure that you buy decent quality, that you're making sure you're not buying them, that are, you know, make sure that they're being sustained, you know, sustainable um, family and that, you know, so there's places you can go for that. Yeah. So actually, how do you know? That's a good question. Um, for instance, if you're like buying things super, super inexpensive, like a $10 singing bowl, um, I mean, that doesn't mean you're not going to get good quality, but, um, there are certain companies out there that will sell sustainable. Like they know the families Mm -hmm. that they're buying from. Um, they know, you know, they know that they're being made properly. Um, there's a lot of talk about, well, there's seven metals in a bowl. You know, usually bowls are only made out of a couple of metals. So if it's super cheap, it, it probably isn't, and I mean cheap, like $10, $5, $6. Sometimes you see really cheap is that, you know, go to stores that are selling these kind of things and you can see that they're being sustainably bought, that they're, you know, ethically. Yeah. Um, and what I like about these bowls, if you buy smaller ones, just because they're small doesn't mean they're not powerful. Mm-hmm. And they're nice because they're pretty portable. You know, if you wanted to go out on a hike, you could sit by the lake and play your bowl. They usually come with a little little wand mm-hmm. striker. Um, and this little set here was like $50, which, yeah. you know, and I know it's sustainable. I know that it's, yeah. you know, and it's, to me, it's amazing. Like, I can't believe, like, I knew this bowl had to come home with me when I heard, you know, was, and so that would be easy because you put it in a backpack. You know, I wrap mine up with like, you know, it's just the one, I'll, you know, you can just wrap a towel around it and off you go. Mm-hmm. Um, crystal bowls are really amazing, but they are very delicate. And there mm-hmm. is a technique to playing them to get them to sing. But that doesn't mean I'm turning anybody away from that. But they're yeah. they're more expensive. They're a little harder to play. They, they're fragile. Um, you, you probably want to, you know, you could use just one. 
um, gongs. Um, I don't know if you can see the gong off to the side here. I have, you can't really see it. Not the big, big one. There's a littler one. That one's like, I think it was $100. Um, what I find is that with bowls, then you can get a couple of them and play them together. And then if they, if they sound kind of dissonant with one another, that's a releasing energy. And then if it becomes more um, calming, then it's a more harmonizing energy. Um, and then there's flutes. Some people love like Native American flutes, Chinese bamboo flutes. Um, but if you're talking true, usually in that realm of, um, and then if, you, if you're a singer, um, there's mantras you can sing, there's, you know, the Bija mantras. Um, but typically in the sound healing world, we talk about crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, these guys, gongs, tuning forks, voice, um, drums. Um, yes. And drumming is really powerful. I and love if, the Native American drum. Yeah. Yes. And so... Whether you buy, like if you're, if you want to buy a vegan drum, there's vegan drums out there by Remo that you can get for like $40 and then you don't have to worry about, you know, if you're, a, if you're a vegan, mm-hmm. um, you can get shamanic drums. You can, you know, there's, and drumming is anybody can drum Well, anybody can play a, a bowl. Yeah. Drumming is pretty basic. And the nice thing about the drumming is that because it's so similar to our heartbeat it is it can bring these meditative states pretty quickly too. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've ever gone to like a shamanic drumming or, you know, it's, it's, a you're yeah. sitting there and you're hearing this drum and it's going bum, 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 bum. And you're like, okay, nothing's happening. And then boom, you're in a meditative yeah. state and that's where the magic starts. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be like, what are you called to? Um, mm-hmm. and, and then you had mentioned you have a crystal pyramid and you know, those are beautiful too. Yeah. Um, I think it's what you're called to and then what's your, like, what's your need? Like, are you, do you live in a house with a lot of, you know, people and are you afraid things are going to break? Then you go with drums or Tibetan bowls. Right. So, you know, kind of, or what are you called to? What is, when you go to it and you think, I can't wait to play this today, that's something you might want to bring home, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and there's stores online that are very reputable. Um, and then there's maybe places in your area too that sell. Um, and if anybody's curious and then they want to reach out to, to Lisa or I, you know, I'm happy to do some recommendations too. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, let's, we're, we're running out of time. So what I would, I, this has been fascinating. I really appreciate all the information that you have oh, shared. Wow. And I would love to um, have you tell people how you work with them because you did say in person or even virtually. Mm-hmm. And then where can they find you? So um, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. It's just at Lynn Stukart, L-Y-N-N-E-S-T-U-K-A-R-T. Um, I also have a website, same thing, lynnstukart.com. I happen to be the only Lynn Stukart, I think, on the planet. So <laughs> it's not like I have a name like Amy Stone where you're going to maybe have many of them. That's why um, I'm Dr. Lisa J. Thompson on my website. <laughs> Delineate. Yeah. Um, I do work one-on-one in person. I do do group sound baths and all of that I also do virtually. And if you're thinking, well, how can this be effective virtually? Mm-hmm. Um, I have professional pro audio equipment. I have spent a ton of time and energy making sure that I can capture the sounds as, as much as possible. And think of it as if you're listening to music on the radio and you're listening to pre-recorded anything and how powerful that is. It's the same thing with sound healing that the as long as it's captured well you're going to have the same experience like you listen to the radio and you're like that's amazing um and um i have lots of people who catch me you know um virtually and they you know they talk like they 
they forget that it's even a virtual experience yeah. um, because I've level up. It's not like I'm using my webcam mic. <laughs> you know, I have, <laughs> I have several microphones and an audio interface and all that good stuff. And um, I also have started doing group work for families that are going through anything really heavy like grief. Mm. Um, you know, you see there's just so many horrible things that happen. And so like people can come together in community, um, working with cancer patients, um, caregivers. So anybody that is in these organizations, even churches, I've approached mm-hmm. a couple churches in our area and they can't wait to bring sound baths to their congregation that people, I mean, they obviously don't have to do it during the ceremony, but or yeah. f- on a Sunday, but, um, so really I'm very flexible. Um, and the virtual thing works great. Um, and then I'm also, I live in LeClaire, Iowa, so I'm about three hours west of Chicago and three hours east of Des Moines. Okay. So are you close to the river? I am right on the river. Yes. (laughs) I'm on the Mississippi River. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I live less than a mile from the Mississippi River. So I'm right over the border from Illinois, too. So, um, yeah, so I'm very flexible. Uh, People Mm -hmm. want in-person sound baths. I haven't done with COVID and that stuff. It's starting to kind of wane a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But this is nice because there's people, I mean, I have people from San Diego that contact me and they want to do sound baths online. And um, yeah, so I'm pretty flexible. Yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. It was Yeah, cool. I hope the audience enjoys and really like go, you know, again, you don't have to be a musician. I'm not a musician at all. However, it's just all very intuitive. Just trust yourself and uh, get some high vibe sound into your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for everyone listening or watching. And I'll see you or you'll hear me next time on Connection to the Cosmos with Dr. Lisa Thompson. Aloha.